This is Erica Henry. This is Samira Ortiz. And you're listening to the Holy District Podcast. Today, the Allentown Holy District community is going to contribute to our parable series that we've been in, and I have my very good friend here. We were talking earlier, and you were just telling me before we hit record, you haven't read the Bible very much, you know about the story of Noah, but overall, you know you know about God, but you haven't spent a lot of time in the Bible. Yes, that is correct. That sound right? Is there anything I'm missing that would kind of help our listeners know kind of how you're coming to the podcast today? Um... With no much, not much knowledge about the, you know, Bible and all that stuff. I know a few little stories now and then, but they're little bits and pieces in my memory, so. Gotcha. You know what? I think that's probably true for most people. We've heard people talk about God. We've heard people talk about the Bible. But for the most part, the Bible can be a little confusing. Yeah. And a little overwhelming. Yeah, because this is all these, you know, stories that, you know, you haven't heard of, and then you're just in this big book, and you're like, oh, my God. Totally, totally. So what we were talking about before, I'm saying here so that our listeners can kind of be on the same page as us, is what's really cool is you're in a similar situation as an average person would have been when Jesus was on earth as a human. He was going from town to town. They knew he was coming because he sent his disciples ahead of them, ahead of him to say, hey, Jesus is coming. So they would, they knew he was a big deal. They believed that he could heal them and they were hearing stories of what Jesus might do whenever they showed up, whenever he showed up to their town. Then Jesus would show up and they would come and they would ask him questions and they would bring their people who were sick and needed help. Um, And if they were hungry, they showed up hoping that he would feed them. Uh, But they didn't know much about Jesus either. A lot of them maybe didn't read. A lot of them were uh, poor. A lot of them were working. A lot of them didn't have a lot of time to sit around reading books, you know? And so whenever they met Jesus, when Jesus came to their town, he told them stories, stories that are easy to understand, that you could remember and that you could think about and you could wonder about. Hmm, Like, I wonder what that meant. So we're going to look at a story today. It's called The Parable of the Lost Sheep. Does that ring any bells or does that sound totally well, sheep, brand new? sheep, it reminds me of, you know, the Noah story, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, so you remember that Noah brought different kinds of animals on the boat. Yeah, and, and uh, he, you know, just soared off. <laughs> that's well, all I remember. We'll have to talk about Noah yeah, together will, later. We okay, we'll, we'll return with the Noah podcast, okay? Um, so, so Jesus is going to tell a story about the parable of the lost sheep. I'll read it out loud, and then we're just going to have a conversation and say, what do you think the story means? All right. Okay. And then you can ask me questions and I'll ask you questions and we'll take it from there. All right. So this is Luke chapter 15, starting in verse one. It says, now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to him, him being Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, this fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. All right. I'm going to pause there. Did, what, did that make sense to you at all? Yeah. It seems like more of like um, this person, Jesus, mm-hmm. coming down with like the more land people mm. to like come have a dinner with them or like, you know, see what it's like living with them, like how they, you know, do in their everyday lives. So you're like, you imagine Jesus is this like otherworldly kind of guy 
And now he's coming and he's hanging out with us normal people. Yeah. That's what you're imagining. I love that. So in verse 1 when it says, Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to him. Maybe a way that we could think about that is all the people that um, were seen as bad. Yes. They they probably wanted like uh, like something like maybe Jesus could give them a redemption story. Oh, redemption story. You were on to something. Okay. <laughs> so these are people that maybe like get talked about. There's rumors that go around about them. They're no good. Yeah. But... We don't like them. They're too far gone. These are the people that wanted to come and hang out with Jesus. Yeah, because, you know, maybe this guy could change the way people see me. Oh, okay. All right. I like your hunches. Now there's another group of people. There's the Pharisees and the scribes. These were the people who were religious. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. So if you, th- you know, sometimes we can kind of be taught to see the world good guys and bad guys. Yeah. You kind of got the good guys or the people who think they're the good guys and the bad guys or the people who think they're, they're the, the bad guys and they're all coming and listening to Jesus talk. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So the, this is the crowd. It's kind of like society in a way because, you know, there's the good guys, the people who are, you know, necessarily perfect. Mm. And then the people who aren't necessarily the best people mm-hmm. who are, you know, just normal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What do you think that all these kinds of people are wanting to come? They're, they're coming listening to Jesus speak. The people who are considered the bad people want to listen to Jesus, and the people who are considered the good people don't, are grumbling, and they, they're they kind of upset that Jesus is welcoming the bad guys. Because I feel like with the good guy, good guys, well, good guys. Mm-hmm. We're doing air quotes, listeners. <laughs> we're, we're doing air quotes around good guy, air quote, and bad guy, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. And so they obviously... No, I don't think they really care much about what Jesus might be saying. Mm. But then the the bad guys are like, okay, I, I want to hear this. This could be like a, a escape for me, like hearing no. all these stories, these amazing amazing things that he does. And then you have the good guys who don't really care about any of that, mm. but they still, you know, portray them as the bad guys. Wow, you're really smart. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So now this Jesus is seeing all these people, these different kinds of people. What you just said, I think, is 100% correct. So he's looking at all these folks, and he decides to tell this story. So he's he has a reason for doing this, and that's what we're going to talk about. What do you think Jesus means? I'm going to read the story, and then we're going to do it. We're going to have that conversation. So we're in verse 3 of chapter 15. It says, so he told them this parable. Parable just means a story. All right. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. When he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. An end scene. Okay, okay. So that that's a lot of take in. But yes. from, that automatically gave me the black sheep type of, type of vibe. Oh, say more. Like, uh, there's all, you know, the white sheep who are all, you know, off, you know, have their world. They have all the stuff they're supposed to do. And you have the black sheep who's just different from other people. Mm. Who are, is not really seen as the other sheep. And so, like, with the whole story, but with one sheep running away at the 99% of them is just, you know, over there. Mm-hmm. It showed, like, that person, the owner who, of the sheep is, like, 
giving attention to that black sheep. Oh. The attention that it, it deserves. Mm. You know, because it doesn't have the attention, you know, because all the it's different from other people. Yeah. So what you heard in that story was there's all these sheep, which we use that as a metaphor to talk about like a group of people. Yeah, and then that one person who's there's not, the outsider. Yeah, they're outsiders. You have the outsider sheep and then you have all the sheep that are okay. And this this story, when Jesus is telling it says wouldn't you, if you had one sheep that was out, that was an outsider, wouldn't you go and, and get it and bring it back and take care of it? Yeah. And when you got it back, wouldn't you be so happy? Yeah, show love and care for that one sheep that, you know, ran away. And wouldn't everyone, all of your friends be so happy that you found that lost sheep? And then he, so what do you think the connections, you totally understood the story. What do you think the connection is whenever at the end he says, just so, so just like that, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Um, Because this reminds me of back to the, the beginning of it where it's talking about how, like, there's the good guys and then the bad guys. Mm. The good guys don't, like, they have, they think, oh, they're perfect. They're, you know, God's people. They're, you know, wonderful. Mm-hmm. And then you have the bad guys who actually want to, you know, change their ways. And be what you would call perfect, yeah. but like in their own words, like you know, they, you know what they say, like imperfections are perfections. Ah. So they just want to have like uh, a way of you know be able to like express themselves and like be what you would call a good person. So like just because I'm a black sheep doesn't mean I'm bad. Exactly. And um, I want to find out how I can be myself, but still belong. Yeah. And be a part of. Like, you know what's like going it's, it kind of like saying that like just because i made me some from a different like heritage or anything it it, it, it it you know it's the same thing with like in real life mm. like if you come from a different country you're like oh well not many people know about my country mm-hmm. so they might think differently of me mm-hmm. but in the end we're all human so it really doesn't matter if we're what race we are what heritage we are what color or anything mm. it really doesn't matter because we're, we're human is that a part of your experience yeah, I feel like um, it's a part of a lot of people because, like, there's a like with the whole, you know, you know, Black Lives Matter and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't really have much, you know, diversion with like how people, you know, look at you. Be like, okay, you're this, so mm-hmm. we're gonna treat you like this. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, and I mean, so our listeners can't see you, so they don't know anything about your heritage or anything like that. Yeah. Is there anything that you want to tell them about your experience and how it's connecting to this passage? Well, I feel like it ha- it hasn't happened to me, but there's like people who like who around me who've been like, you know, basically, how I say is, just because of the way a person look, they they think like for example, you're walking down the street, right? Mm-hmm. And someone come up to you and start speaking to you like. Just because of the way you look, they think that you're a certain person. Like, you could, you understand what they're saying because of the way you look. Oh, yeah. And, like, people might be like, okay, if you if a person starts talking to you in Spanish, that person's trying to say, basically, unless they actually ask you, like, oh, do you speak English? Are, are you, you know, familiar with that? They'll be like, oh, they'll start talking to you in Spanish, thinking that you can understand them in Spanish. Right. But just because... You might look a certain way. It doesn't mean, like, you can understand what a person's saying or what they're doing. 
Yeah. So, so it's, it's like always like don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. I think people think that like it's not necessarily bad to like think, assume someone could speak a certain language just by the way they look, mm-hmm. but it could really offend someone, you know? I could imagine that. I mean, I'm white, so when I walk around in our neighborhood, people do not assume that I can speak Spanish, and I can't. Um, But I could imagine that if I were in that position and, like, you know, my parents moved here from Puerto Rico or the Dominican, and but I grew up speaking English, and then people assumed I spoke Spanish really well and I didn't, that could feel kind of, like, embarrassing. Yeah, it could also, like, make you feel like you're the black sheep Mm -hmm. in that situation Mm -hmm. because you can't speak that language, but people assume you can. Mm -hmm. To them, you're like the black sheep. Ah, yes. So there are all these ways, depending on our story, our background, our heritage, where we live, where we can feel like that lost sheep, that one that's on on the outside. Why Why do you think Jesus told this story? What do you think the good news is in this story? Well, I guess in, the, in, in Jesus' eyes, everyone is equal. Mm. So, like, he wanted to tell a story that could, like, make people, you know, have something to relate to, something to make them feel more, you know, cared about. Mm. So it's, like, not just based off one group of people, everybody have different, like, problems or conflicts that people deal with in real life. And then that he told that story, and then that would make everyone be like, oh, well, I deal with that too. Ah, so let's do, let's use our imagination for a moment, okay? You remember at the beginning, you brought us back here, and you were remembering how there were, like, a group of people who seemed like the good guys, Uh and then a group of people who seemed like the bad guys. Jesus told the story. What do you imagine that you were one of the people who seemed like a bad guy? You were a tax collector or a sinner. And Jesus told the story. How do you think the story would make you feel if you were there in that moment? Probably more like basically like I'd be in the spotlight. Oh. Probably be like, oh, whatever I'm dealing with, he's telling us about it. He's informing us about it. Mm. He's making awareness. He like I'm the center of this story, and he cares about me. Yeah, he cares about how I feel, how what I'm dealing with in my life, and mm-hmm. how, you know, what other problems I'm dealing with. Mm. It's like, when he's talking about those stories, it's like, oh, that reminds me of me. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now let's switch gears. What if you were one of the seemingly good guys? How do you think you would feel listening to this story? Well, if we're talking about how, like, the good guys were portrayed... They seemed like they were all perfect, like I said before. But in the way, uh, they're not the best people. Mm-hmm. So I say, like, they're listening to these, these um, you know, stories be like, oh, well, I don't know what that's about because <laughs> I've never dealt with that. It, it could probably be a little confusing to them or yeah, maybe frustrating. It, it's, like, it's, like, frustrating and, like, confusing because, like, well, I haven't dealt with that, but they have. So, mm. like, am I missing out on something? But no, you're not missing out on anything. It's just that those are real-life problems that you just can't seem to, like, deal with mm. often. So it's just, you know, difference between, you know, who you, what, how you, what life you grew up in, who you ended up being in life. Mm-hmm. It's, like, all, like, just, just, just the environment you grew up in can change the whole way your life is. Yeah. I think that's why Jesus liked to tell stories. Because just like when we watch a movie, depending on what kind of life I've had, I'm going to relate to the movie in a different way and sometimes come away with an understanding that if you watched it, you would relate to it in a different way or or whatever. 
even though there might there's a meaning that Jesus is trying to get across, depending on where you're at in your life, you might really like that story. You might really dislike that story. You might feel you might be at the center of that story. You might be on the outside of that story. And in this one, the people who seem like the bad guys are the people that Jesus is saying, I, I care so much about them that I'm not going to leave them on the outside. I'm going to bring them in. And in fact, there's going to be more joy about those people being brought into the center than about all those other people who already are fine. Yeah, because it's like it's like kind of like with like we going back to the movies where you're reading. There's always a story behind it, mm-hmm. but there's also the stereotypes stereotypes about like the characters of the movie. Yeah, that, that's why there's a certain two people. There's people who who relate to that movie who are like oh that reminds me, and then there's the people who don't really see that movie and think it's like stereotype. That's not really how it is. Right. It's just it just depends on how they portray the movie and how it's just the story is told the plot uh, stuff, and it it relates back to Jesus when he's like saying all oh, that story he's trying to bring everyone in trying to give everyone a sense of importance mm. when he's talking about the stories. You you seem like you should be a movie critic. <laughs> you have really keen insight. You really do. All right. I want to ask you a couple questions to finish out our yeah. podcast today. The first question I have, Jesus says in verse 7, something about more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who don't need repentance. What do you think repentance is? Probably redemption. What do you think redemption is? <laughs> uh, I would say it's kind of like a second chance. Hmm. Like, you've done something wrong in your life, and you get the second chance of redemption story, Mm. redemption chance to, you know, be able to change the way your life was, the outcome of your life, and then, like, you know, just be able to become a better person or even a worse person, depending on how you take that second chance. Mm. So it's just all about how you, you know, think about that. Have you experienced redemption in your life? Um, I feel like... We all have, but like in my opinion, um, probably a few times. Mm. It it'll probably be for like little things that I've done before as a kid that like now that I'm do I don't do it anymore. It's mm-hmm. kind of like you know, over the years you mature, you grow, you you decide don't do certain things, you know. Because mm-hmm. like when you're a kid, you don't know what you do. You just do whatever you you think. Oh yeah, I see them doing. Let me do it. Mm-hmm. It's just all about like in your mind, you're just doing whatever you think you're. It's okay to do. And and then it sounds like what you're recognizing is Jesus gives us an opportunity to say like, oh, is that actually what I want to do? Or do I want to behave differently or make a different kind of choice so I can have a different kind of life? Yeah. Does that sound right? It's, yeah, it's basically like Jesus is giving us an opportunity to like rethink our life choices. And if we if we do that, then he's going to be pretty excited and proud yeah. about that. Okay, cool. All right, my my last question for you. We jumped right into the Bible today because we were a little nervous and, and, you know, I would just like you to share with everyone who's listening to the podcast, tell us about yourself. Well, um, as you know, my name is Samira Ortiz. I'm 13 and I like all the basic things. Um, I like listening to music. I like watching TV. And for the most part, I'm a pretty inside person. Like I go out most of the time, but like I usually spend most of my time in my house, so I don't really get to do these certain things that much. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I'd i have to say that um, 
I I like having friends. You know, meeting new people is wonderful for me. But like, I get nervous depending on how the person is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. What do you think Jesus's favorite thing about you is? Um, in my opinion, I have to say that I guess from how many people, how many friends I've made and what they've told me that like, I guess I I'm good at listening to people. Mm. Um, especially when like a friend of mine is like going through something, they talk to me about it, and I like listening to it because I'm, like it's like oh well this person trusts me with their problems, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna listen. And I'm gonna try to show that I care about what they're talking about because the one thing you would not want especially if you're going through something is that the person that you want to talk to try to open up to you know you know vent to is not really showing any care about what you're talking about yeah just like okay yeah I'm sorry about that like okay but like real thing is that like you need to show that you could be that you know, door that escape for that person if they're going to do something. Hmm. So I just feel like, I guess that'd be what, what he like about me. <laughs> I think he loves that about you. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I think he made you to be that way. Yeah. That's cool. You think you'd want to come back and do this with me again sometime? Yeah. I'd love I that. Know, I do, yeah. Cool. Okay. <laughs> All right, everyone. That will um, finish our analysis of the parable of the lost sheep thank you so much for being on the show with us today you're welcome